Principal Matters Podcast 214. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast. Each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I'm talking about Pause, Breathe, Flourish, Living Your Best Life as an Educator, book review with Dr. Jeff Springer, part two. If you were listening to last week's episode, you know that Jeff Springer is a retired principal, but a former Texas State Principal of the Year. He was the principal of Magnolia High School for several years and now a dear friend. And Jeff has been asking me questions about my newest book, Pause, Breathe, Flourish, Living Your Best Life as an Educator, which you can find at ConnectEd2Ds. Dot org. Jeff, welcome back to Principal Matters. Thank you for taking a part two in this conversation. Really, this is the third time now you've been on my show. And I just want Principal Matters listeners to know too that Jeff does amazing work. And Jeff, before we get going, will you remind people where to find you on your website if they want um, to find your resources or connect with your consulting? Absolutely. Thank you, Will. And it's so good to be back. And again, it's fun to talk about things that you're passionate about and definitely passionate about your work in this book as it relates to um, the, the role that administrators play in the lives of their teachers and their school communities and their students. Uh, yes, Spring Strategies, uh, LLC, it's a consulting, I do uh, educational consulting, and you can find us at www.cultivatingplay.org. Uh, cultivatingplay.org. You can email me at jeff at cultivatingplay.org, uh, Twitter at cultivatingplay, and uh, so we'd love to, to visit with you. Well, and Jeff, you've been generous enough to also be joining me for a new mastermind that we've launched this semester. And it's just been such a joy to have you along with all of those other amazing principals to meet weekly. And you've also, uh, our listeners are kind of getting a little taste of what some of the things that we've been doing in the mastermind, because you're leading the study that we're doing together over my book. And so it's just such a privilege to be back in the room with you. Last week, you asked me so many really pointed questions that uh, that were ones others have not asked me before. So this is kind of fun for me to be on the other side of the microphone. So I'm just going to place it back with you because I know from our previous conversations that you had unpacked several parts of the book that you had questions about. So let's just jump in. Yeah, I, I we uh, were wrapping up the last episode where we were talking about what are you doing? How are you maximizing your time? And uh, you talk about, uh, uh, and honestly, I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, it's in, and I'm sure I could find 20, it. Yeah. 20,000 days, 20,000 days. Yes. <laughs> and so in the gentleman referred to the, again, to re- reiterate last episode, um, 75 years is the average lifespan. So 27,345 days, I think is, is what it comes out to. And so if, if we're listening and we're reading that we're, we, you know, if we're wanting to maximize every single day and we know as we uh, aren't looking back, but looking forward, we want to know how many days we have left. So we pull out the calculator on the phone and, and the reality is, is wow. Um, you know, I don't have any time to waste. And so how am I going to maximize uh, every single day that I have with uh, teachers and students and those people across the path? So talk about that a little bit, Will. Yeah, well, there's, there's just something powerful, I think, about perspective. 
And I used to have that same conversation with students. It was actually one of the orientation meetings I would have with incoming freshmen was I would talk about that very example with them about how many days I had lived, how many days I probably have left, how many days they had lived up until this point, and how many days of high school they would have to, to accomplish their high school diploma. And, and then I would paint for them that final picture. Someday, you're going to be walking across the stage here with the students in this room. I'm going to be standing on that stage. You're going to be in a cap and a gown. I'm going to be handing you a diploma or shaking your hand and your parents are going to be there, your guardians, your loved ones taking pictures. And that's going to be an amazing moment of celebration. But to get to that moment, you have to value every day that you step into this building. And how can we make sure that every single day counts? Well, that applies to us too, Jeff. And I remember, um, I think this story may be in the book, but I remember uh, several years into my school admin when I had reached a lot of my goals. I was a site principal. I was doing the things that I'd been wanting to do for a long time. And I was talking to a man who was much younger than I am, who was just starting his family, just starting a business. And he was just kind of celebrating the, he had, uh, he was out of debt. He was, um, he was a young father. Um, his business was doing well. And I was celebrating with him. And I was like, I, this reminds me of when I was younger and, and we were reaching goals and stuff too. And, and he asked me a really honest, but, but innocent question. And, innocently powerful question. He said, so what are your, what are some of the um, life goals you have for the next five years? Well, and I remember being just stopping and realizing I had to answer honestly. And I just said to him, well, honestly, right now, I feel like my goal is just to survive. Mm -hmm. But when I walked away from that conversation, I was haunted by my answer. And just a couple of weekends later, I was camping with my son, Jack, and he had gone to sleep and I was sitting up late I was actually reading a really good book by Michael Hyatt. I'm not sure if I even mentioned this in the, in the book, but um, he had written a book called Platform. And in that book, he talks a lot about um, the same ideas that you talked about in that book, 20,000 Days. And I was just really challenged, like, how can I set a goal for myself five years from now, which means that I have to invest something every single day to get there. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, that's actually when I started blogging. I, d- I decided I was going to make a goal of writing something to share out with other education ed, education leaders every week for the next five years and see what happens. Well, it's, it's been several years since then, Jeff, and anybody who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows that since then I have, I've written three books that, that when you said four, it's because I re, had a reprint of one of them. So I've written three books. I have, um, I've got 215 episodes of a podcast. I've had the opportunity to, to travel to probably at least 17 states and speak and present on the things that I'm doing. And I, there's so much more that I, I dream of being able to, to do in this profession. But I don't think any of that would have happened if I hadn't decided five years before that to invest every single day in something that I wanted to accomplish, just like I had told my students. So I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, no. but I think, but when we, when we, when we create that kind of focus for ourselves, then I think we give ourselves more opportunities than really we've ever dreamed um, could, 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 could happen. Yeah. It, as, as the principal or uh, administrator of the building, we are really good at creating the vision a lot of times for other people. Um, but you're right. Uh, it, if, if, if you're, professing goal setting, but you're not a goal setter, um, you're not going to be very authentic and it's not going to be real to them. 
um, I, I, I have to share this. One of the things I'm most proud of as principal, and it, you know, I was there 14 years in the same building as a high school principal. I didn't do this uh, until I didn't get, I did not get to experience it to fruition. But because I graduated and moved to repurposed uh, on uh, when this class came around, but there was a class that I started with, and I'm not sure why it took me so long to do this, but at freshman orientation, at, we called it Bulldog Camp, I would create the visual for the end result. And we literally, my assistant principals, they did not like me for this, but they, but they appreciated the, the outcome. We literally set up chairs in the gym, on the gym floor, as if the same way that they were going to be sitting when they were going to graduation practice. So we sat the kid, the whole program started with both parents and kids in this bleachers. And then at some point I told the kids to come down out of the bleachers and go sit wherever they want. At, you know, and some would sit immediately up front and some, of, and I said, look, the main thing is that all of you four years from now have a place to sit. Okay. But where you sit, is up to you. You know, you can be in these first two rows and be in the top 10%, you know, uh, but if just being in the room is, is enough, then this is what it's going to look like. So every, wow. so, so that's how, that was the first thing we did every year. And that was the last thing we, because I would tell those kids at graduation practice that were seniors, I would say, look around being you practicing mindfulness Look around. I said, isn't it crazy that the second to last thing that you do in your high school career is what was the first thing you did when you were a freshman in high school and sit oh. in a chair in a gymnasium floor, you know, and the parents, oh my gosh, the parents was, were bawling in the stands because mm -hmm. they're already mm -hmm. projecting their kid four years from now. So anyway, but yeah, I'm just getting goosebumps, man. That is such a powerful image and it. I, you know, Principal Matters listeners, we could stop the show right now, which we're not gonna, but that is such a golden nugget, Jeff, of projecting for them an image and a vision of what they will be. And um, man, what a, what a great visual. And, and listeners, you might be hearing this and thinking about, you know, your pre-K kids or your eighth graders or your seniors, but whatever age it is, how do we give them an image of what they will be? And oh, that's yeah. so good, Jeff. Thank you for sharing that. You bet. You bet. So um, you talk about climbing, learning to climb together. And again, another one of those things that we we know is good for us, but we don't always do that because we want to go it alone uh, so often. And um, and so, you know, you talk about why your friendships matter and, you know, within in in my work with play, we ask the question, who are your people? And, and um, in other words, we, you know, we win with people. So mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit. Sure. You know, there's some things that I share little glimpses of in the book that you referred to in the last episode too, which um, um, when my daughter and I went to visit, it was my, actually my mother-in-law who lives in a memory care center. So she, she has uh, pronounced Alzheimer's and she has forgotten who most of us are, um, but she can still remember how to sing her favorite hymns. And so when we do visit, 
which for during COVID that's not been possible. But when we do visit, we get to just sing hymns and she can remember all those words, even though she may not be able to remember my name anymore. Um, but, you know, there's, there's so many moments in our life, Jeff, um, like a parent who's losing their memory or for me, uh, six years ago when my oldest brother who was in his late forties at the time had an unexpected heart attack and passed away. Um, and our family was just devastated from the loss of, of a young man who, um, there was no way in the world we could have planned for something like that. And in school leadership, we spend so much time serving and investing in other people. But when, when the kids leave the building and when the day, the work day is over, or even in your case, in my case, when we've left that work and we've moved on to new things, um, some people don't leave. And they're usually the ones whom you've invested other time with than just school. And so the friendships that you have for me, my faith community, and obviously family. Um, those are the relationships that are going to sustain you when you run out of self-motivation, when you run out of um, hope, when you run when you run into those situations where um, no amount of self-talk can really take you to help you move forward. Mm. And so, um, and so if if you're listening to this right now, Principal Matters listeners, and there's not other people in your life with whom you're investing outside of school, that has to be a priority too. Because um, if you have never experienced one of those moments where you've come to the end of yourself, you've either not lived long enough or you've not lived reflectively enough, as I heard someone say recently, um, because it will happen. Mm-hmm. And when that does happen to you, um, it's going to be those meaningful relationships that are going to be a part of what sustains you and helps you move beyond that. So I don't know if that answers the question, Jeff, but, but that's some, that's some, just some context for my own experience. Well, and that is a great segue into chapter six, when you talk about your spirituality and your faith Um, and this work that we do. And so, you know, we, um, you know, we work in a public place. Um, We are everybody's principal. Mm-hmm. Um, all backgrounds, all beliefs, uh, all nationalities, demographics, et cetera. So how do you, how do you manage that, your faith and what we do? Yeah, uh, that's a really great question. And, you know, I, um, principal managers, listeners will be hearing another conversation that I have with um, Sonia Lopez Morales, who is a principal from um, San Antonio. And we had some deep conversations about my book too, um, as, as another friend who has endorsed the book and, and gave me some reflections as a practicing principal. And uh, I can't wait to share that with you, Jeff. But but Sonia and I actually, before we started that um, episode, um, she confided to me that she had been reading her Bible that morning. She's she's Catholic and I'm Protestant. And, um, and I explained in that chapter in the book that if you're not religious, this is still a chapter that will, I hope, help you understand the context of how faith um, can provide you strength and perspective in your work, but also how it provides other people whom you're serving with perspective in, in their lives and in their work and in your community. And so much of what um, you experience as a principal, Jeff, I know you know this, there are so many times where um, things that happen within your school go way beyond your ability as a principal or an educator to know how to console the hearts of, of kids and families. And a faith community often can provide that context in ways that you can't. So I think it's so important for, for school leaders to 
welcome members of their faith community as a part of the support for their schools um, because you're going to have students who that's helpful for and, and and whether that's a christian faith like mine or a different faith representation i think it's just so important but one of the things that sonia and i talked about that morning was just um the reality of relying on something that's deeper than um than even contemporary or modern knowledge and so part of the beauty I find in, for instance, um, reading scripture is knowing that I'm, that I'm connecting with content and history and story that, that transcends time. In the, in the conversation that we had in that conversation was because she had been reading the book of Matthew. And so, um, so principal managers, listeners, please forgive me if if I sound like I'm becoming a Sunday school teacher, but, but I just said to her, you know, it's one of my favorite books because in, in that book, when Jesus gives his sermon on the Mount, this is what Sonia and I explored. In what other context in your day do you ever hear anybody say that the answer to the way we confront our culture is to love our enemies? I can't think of any other. I, I didn't hear that on CNN this morning. And I, I haven't read that in the New York Times in the last year. I haven't picked up one education book that's told me to do that. But I find that when I open up something that's much deeper and connected to my faith than I can find in a contemporary or, or modern, or as you just showed me in, in, the, in the note that you have in your office, Jeff, love your, love your neighbor. Um, and so th- those truths, I think, help us transcend the moments that we're in and help us find perspective in our leadership. Mm. And, and that is perfect because my next question was, talk this, you know, we were talking about uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, the, you know, we had our, at, at Magnolia High School, we created our own uh, hierarchy, uh, you know, with, because if we felt like, we felt like every student beyond, you know, the food and shelter needed to know that they were valuable, complete, and loved in order for us to become excellent that led to eminence. And if we didn't take care of that, if every, we honestly believe that if every student did not hear that, Every, every adult in that building did not hear that and believe that, then we wouldn't achieve that ultimate, you know, that, which is the self-actualization. So, but you talk about, the later writings uh, talks about transcendence, transcendence. And, and so will you talk about that uh, to transcend? You mentioned that. You, yeah, I, well, I want to give credit where credit is due. I, I was at an AMLE conference several years ago when Professor Scott Berry Kaufman from the University of Pennsylvania shared some of Maslow's research, and he was and he was um, getting ready to publish a book where he explores the fact that in, when most of us look at that diagram from Maslow, we see you know the, the psychological is the foundation, then safety, love, belonging, esteem, and the very peak of that of that triangle is self actualization. But um, Professor um, Kaufman explained that in you in Maslow's later writings, he actually placed transcendence above that. And, and, and that was an eye-opening moment for me because I think so often what, when we're working with students and educators, we have this hope that eventually all of this learning will lead to a place where they actually understand themselves really well, that they've, that they've reached that self-actualization. And that's why so many educators you hear will say, you know, that we have to first speak to Maslow um, before we can start, you know, worrying about pedagogy. But and I think both are important, by the way, if we're going to be good educators. But um, but for me, the idea of transcendence is the ability to take it to the next step. I mean, I want to be able to understand myself. 
But I want to also be able to understand myself in the context of the rest of the world and in the context of the universe and in the context of the eternal. Because um, if, because for me, at least, uh, in my experience, if, if, all of, if all of my experiences centered around me understanding myself and that's the limit of it, then I feel like that, that ends when I die. And I certainly don't want my life's reflection to others to be how well I understand me. I want my, I want my ability to, to serve and, and, and connect with other people to be, to be an expression that I understand something bigger than me. And so for me, that's where spirituality is so important because it takes us beyond ourselves into something that's even in a beautiful way, mysterious and, and, and inexplicable, but, but, but takes me at least personally to a place of worship. And so, so for me, that, um, that, that creates an inspiration and meaning for me and a peace for me that I've, I've never found anywhere else. Mm. To transcend. I mean, that's, that's, that's a great, that's some, that's a, uh, a topic to contemplate and to um, acknowledge so you you talk about also you give the the illustration of the um, uh, the preacher and the, the wealthy uh, man and they're having a conversation over lunch about you know uh, the preacher telling I guess he had preached a sermon about God really owning everything and you know and in um, in in of course the the wealthy rancher or uh, had a struggle with that because you know to give you know the, the God owns everything I worked so hard for this and and bottom line he says is that you know can you ask me that question you know the preacher was silent for a while then he finally replied can you ask me that question again in a hundred years um, you know the fact that again going back to those twenty thousand days. Um, I, I can remember sitting in the office, my office at the school in my last months, realizing for the first time that this really was not my office. This was just a place where I got to uh, work, play, you know, and, uh, and create. And uh, that someone else would take my place and then someone else would take their place and on and on and on mm -hmm. that it was all temporary. And, um, the realization that I was there for 14 years, but it only takes three years for a group of a whole student body to graduate out and lots of teachers to leave. You could stay there 50 years and it still only takes three years uh, for yeah. kids to graduate out and you walk into a building and no one may not even know who you are. You may see remnants of what you've done. So, uh, so talk about that, the temporariness of what we do again. Yeah, well, and I think this is going to be a great way to wrap up this conversation, Jeff, because, you know, I end the book with, with the chapter on legacy. And, of course, and later I talk about play, which you and I can celebrate later because that's your expertise. But one of the things I think is so important about legacy is that um, I, I like to tell principals two things. And if any anybody listening to my show for a long time, you've heard me say this before. And these sound like contradictory statements, but I'll try to make this as clear as I can. First of all, you're not as important as you think. And that's hard for people to hear because as leaders, we have big egos. We like to think that we're super important that, you know, that without us, things would fall apart. But, but ultimately your leadership is not about you anyway. It's about the people you're serving. So 
at the end of the day, it's how are you investing in others so that they can become the kind of teachers, the kinds of students, the kinds of in school community that could really live and thrive without you. You know, you need to keep that perspective in mind. And then the flip side of that statement is you are more important than you think. Because every little thing that you do, that you do does matter. People, and that's not for a guilt trip. That's just to remind you that it's the small things that people take notice of. So your integrity, your trust, your honesty, your ability to connect with people one-on-one, your um, carefulness to follow up and keep your promises. Um, all of those things matter because they're helping you model and demonstrate the kind of relationships you want other people to have around you too. And people emulate what they see in leadership. They just do. Um, so when you're in that position of authority, you also have that responsibility. So keeping both those things, it's the healthy tension to keep in mind that what you're doing is temporary, but you're also building a, a legacy that should live on longer than, than you do. But at the end of the day, people will forget your name. They're going to forget that you were the principal of that school. And that's okay because the stories, the lives of the people that you did touch and affect, they're your influence on their lives lives on and their influence on your life lives on long after you're out of that office. So I don't know if that answered the question, Jeff, but I, that's a, I think a helpful mindset for me to have when I think about our legacy. Yeah. Well, the reality is that a school is more than the building and uh, it's, you know, again, it's the people and the relationships that you build through um, you know, through that, your time together through that limited time that you have, together. You know, I think that this book is, I mean, this is something that we should have that every uh, person considering education in school should have in their methods class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not, um, we don't talk about those things at the, at, in those stages. It's, it's almost an after, you know, after the fact, it's after mm-hmm. you're in. Um, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm saddened like you sometimes that we talk to so many people out there in education that are not, that are sucked dry, so to speak, that are over the top exhausted because they give everything they have. And, sure. and so your, your uh, reminder, you know, to pause, breathe and flourish and to live that life, you know, uh, your best life, the best version of yourself to be that best educator. Uh, so you can put on that mask first and be there for others. Um, it's so, such an important message, Will. Well, thank you, Jeff. And Principal Matters listeners, I hope that this conversation has been encouraging for you because the last thing that we want is for you to feel guilt in the work that you do. Like, oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm feeling like the shell of a person I've, I was, or I, I'm running on empty. And that's a reality that all of us face regularly during, during COVID and not during COVID. But I do think that hopefully one lesson you can pull from this is what's a, what's a daily action that you can take, just one thing that you can take to reconnect with what's the most meaningful in your life. And take, take some time to, to, to reflect on that, to reinvest in that, and then to live out from that. And so, Um, So Jeff Springer, it's been such a joy to talk with you about this book and Principal Matters listeners. I hope that you'll take some time this week to pause and breathe and flourish because what you do matters. And we'll talk to you again soon. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com.